breath. Is that weird? It's only been a week, right? So, you know, I think about you. I'll roll. All right. We've got Kristen, Clementine, and Nico, and Jennifer, and Olivia, and Megan, and Lexi, and Mindy's here, and Laura's here. Lovely. Um, I'm going to, Nico, I'm going to mute you. If you have something to say, go ahead. But <clears throat> I just heard some background noise. So, this is a Q&A, if you were not aware. Today is the day where we go through all of your questions. And um, the reason why, I may have mentioned this already, but the reason why I scheduled two Q&As in a row is because I really wanted to front load the majority of what you needed to know so that you could get into action. And then within the actions, that's where the real questions come. So you might have like theoretical questions that have popped up, but I'm hoping that we're getting close to getting into the action steps so that I can answer those questions as they come up. And I have a couple, two thoughts about how this could go today. And so I wanted just a little bit of feedback to see, first of all, raise your hand if you came with questions. A couple, okay. Um, who came with questions about knowing your numbers? Nobody. Who came with questions about um, your list? Nobody. Hmm. Who came with, oh, Mindy did. Okay, great. Who came with questions about their action steps? What about uh, what they're selling? So mostly action steps and what we're selling. So why don't we start with, um, I'd like to allot a little bit of time to each of them and kind of keep them in sections so that our brains aren't exploding and we're going doing, 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 because I think I can handle that, but watching a replay or trying to learn it, it might make my head explode. Anybody else? So we'll try to keep it in sections. And then if we have extra time at the end, if more questions come up, we'll just have like an open Q&A. Okay, so first off, let's just go kind of in order. And I didn't see anyone raise their hands, but let me pull up my notes. Sorry, I should have had them pulled up already. And I didn't. Also, I'm going to be having my one of my lovely assistants breaking these questions out into like little individual videos. So if you guys need to go back, you don't have to watch a whole hour and a half. You can just say, well, I have this question.
question and see if the answer is already there. Excuse me. And I don't know how long it will take her to do that because we've never done that before, but it sounded like a good idea. So <clears throat> did anyone have questions about knowing their numbers? I didn't see any hands before, but I just want to ask again. No? Last call? <laughs> okay, cool. We will move on then. Um, the next thing was, what am I selling? Who has questions about what you're selling? You can just go ahead and raise, uh, if you know how to do this, um, you can hit reactions at the bottom and um, hit raise hand. And then if you don't know how to do that, we can just unmute. Jennifer, you raised your hand first. You get to go first. <laughs> okay, so I'm just feeling like, I know I'm not supposed to be concentrating on this right now, but I can't help but think about it. You're here. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> um, so I've come up with so I have cards, I have prints of, of my original paintings and or um, collages I've made out of elements that I've printed for my fabric design. Um, and so I have like an idea for collaging those, and but I don't know, like, is that a medium? Is that a small? Are the prints and cards small? And, and, and those would be a medium and like an original painting that's just a painting. Is that the large thing? Like that's where I keep bouncing around. Yeah. So I believe, let me tell, let me see if I am lying to you, but I believe in the notes. Yeah, I put that the range of prices, the low, medium, high is extra credit because oh, you did. Okay. that can be one of the biggest sticky points is I don't know exactly what it needs to be. So is this this or is this that? And then it just gets all jumbly and then we get stuck and then we don't do anything. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing that you need to know is that you enjoy making it and you have experienced some interest in it. So when you put those things together, you mentioned cards, you mentioned collages. Was there something else that you mentioned? Oh, I do prints. Originals. Too. Yeah, originals. So let's take the, the medium out of it, whether it's collage or card or painting and think more about what are people connecting with? Is it animals in a illustrated storybook setting? Is it uh, fairies? Is it something else that you do? Like of the things that you love to do, what do people connect with the most? What have you experienced? The animals. People showing interest in purchasing the animals. Okay, so if you can look at it that way, then it starts mattering a little bit less the size and the price and the medium and all, all of those things. So you can just think, okay, now what do I have that I don't already have to make? And that's where we start. And you can compare that to what is the number that I need to make? So if you need to make $200, and you're selling something, or you have 
collages that you feel that you could sell for, I don't know, what would you sell a collage for? Oh, well, the one that I made that I, that I showed you as an example, probably 45. I was thinking 80, but so, <laughs> I, don't think I mean, here. like numbers are so subjective that we can go back and forth in our head about them all day long. And what about a nine by 12 versus a 12 by 13? That's not a size, but you know what I'm saying? Like we can get stuck on those little bitty details when they don't really matter. Okay. So I'm not really answering your question and I am answering your question. Um, I think that the little collage that you made, I think it's lovely. And I feel like you had some excitement around making it and you were like, yes, you did have to make it, but I, you had all the pieces and you just had to put them. So it was like a, a real quick make. Mm -hmm. um, one exception to having to make it, and I mentioned like commissions and such earlier, but another, um, exception to that is if you can make them in under an hour or two and you know you could just like bulk make a bunch real quick and it's not gonna be a thing that's gonna hold you back right I don't know for sure that that is the case with your collages I'm assuming that it is <clears throat> so that is something that if you're like oh shoot I need to go make two hundred dollars you could throw together five or six or seven or eight or 20 of them and then go offer them to everyone that you know. Okay. Um, and do more than 45. <laughs> okay. <I know. laughs> really like 80 even felt a little low, which is why I didn't want to say it. I'm like, wait, but 80. Well, then I, I must just be pricing my work way too low then. Well, and um, the other thing is there's a balance, right? Um, in money now versus I'm trying to raise my prices and I'm trying to make more consistent income, that kind of side of things. We're looking more towards what are people going to, like, what do I feel confident that people are going to purchase from me? So sometimes the price is going to be a little bit lower than it would be if you were offering it in a different way. Right. So there's that consideration as well. So you have to think about too, how do you feel energetically about those prices? Like if 80 feels like, oh, I don't know if anybody's going to buy it, then you might not actually go offer it to anybody because you're afraid of saying the price. Whereas if it's $45 and you think that that's such a steal that you're going to tell everyone in the world about it, Maybe 45 is right. Or maybe it's somewhere in between those two. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're telling, since you're not necessarily putting out a ton of content about it, maybe it's 45 and then those just get eaten up. And then you're like, well, shoot, I'm making it 60 now. And then it goes up. Like, mm -hmm. think of this as a area for experimentation. Okay. With what will sell quickly. Okay. Was that helpful? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry I didn't give you a straight up answer. That's okay. <laughs> I'm good at that. Mindy.
There we go. Hello. Hi. Pretty face. Good to see you guys. Good to see you, Jessica. Um, Good to see you as well. So I've got lots to this to sell, and I'm curious. I feel like in when we when in the training and we talked about um, narrowing it down to one thing or one collection or whatnot, and and but as I'm finding myself, you also talked about having things that's already made that you're not. You don't have to go out and make things. So I've got um, a lot of old paintings that I would really like to move and get mm -hmm. out of the studio. And so I was that was my initial thought was I'm going to use those as my window display, pick my favorites out of that and just really sell those. But I've also just had three smaller works that were accepted for the next rotation at the gallery where I am represented. And so that opens up on February 1st and I would like to sell those as well. So do I have, is it best to just do one window display at a time or how much can I sell? And I want to, I don't want to be too, throw too much at everybody at once, but right. what are your thoughts? When you are saying, okay, I don't know if everybody knows what window display means. Does anybody, does everybody know what window display means? It's a term I use that basically means focusing on one thing at the front of the house, as opposed to, you got all this other stuff in the in the back of the store, but this one's at the front. It's on your marketing, it's on your, it's in your window display. Yeah, we're thinking we have a real storefront here. Okay, so that being said, define your window display for me. Like, give me some idea of what you mean by, I've got all these older paintings and I want to make okay. that my window display. So. Okay, one. I have um, I have several like six um, 20 by 20s squares mm -hmm. that are all from the same series. And I was thinking of picking like my favorite four of that, of those. And because they're all the same size, they're all the same vein of subject matter and and, and they're all um, available. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking of making that my window display. Okay, answer something else for me. So I'm looking at the requirements. You don't have to go make it, check. Right, right. You have positive feelings about it. Yeah. Check, check. Yeah. Um, you have experience, interest in it. Someone has told you they'd buy one if you made it or you've sold one or more. Someone has asked for it, but you just haven't necessarily moved them yet. Would you say that yes, that is I've true? Yes, I've had lots of interest, yes. Okay, great. I just wanted to clarify because sometimes when people say, I have all this old work that I'd like to sell and I want that to be the thing that I sell. Sometimes the reason they still have it is because people have not necessarily expressed as much interest in it as some of the stuff you have sold. So uh, I just yeah. wanted to clarify that real quick. Um, so this one vein, you have six or eight paintings and you want to sell, I forget the numbers, I'm sorry, but you have a collection of them and you want to sell your favorite. And then you also have another collection that's different. Mm -hmm. The way that I have experienced your work, Mindy, is that while you may have a different founding idea of that, how do I explain this? So let me draw, hold on. Mm -hmm. So this is your, Can you see that? This is yeah. who you are and the art you make. 
And maybe within that, you have all these different arcs of collections. Mm -hmm. But they all really go together. Oh, yeah. You you had to, you could make one collection out of everything you've ever made. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. And even the new paintings that are going in the new rotation are still, you can still look at them and tell them. They're saying by the same person that did the ones that I'm thinking about for my window display. Mm-hmm. So, so stylistically, um, by the ones that I'm looking to sell were my very first show at a gallery. Was it the thoughts? So like, yes, the thoughts. And I'm still kind of along the same vein of the thoughts, but they've evolved and my style has evolved a little bit. Um, but I mean, you're right. They could be of the same collection. Yeah. But the older ones, I feel like I like a lot. I've, I've had a lot of people express interest in them and like them, but then the price point seems to be the deal breaker. And so I want to be able to discount that a little bit, but I don't mm-hmm. want to discount the new paintings. Gotcha. Okay. What was your original question? (laughs) Should I just focus on one window display at a time? So I asked you all of that because what I got, what I was thinking in my head is kind of like your window display is the same, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you want to promote this part of it. in some sort of discount or uh, extra thing or something like that, but not necessarily these over here. That doesn't make them separate window displays. It just makes them, I'm I'm giving some attention to these over here. It's almost like, um, so now I'm only, if I have my way with it, I'm only running one program for the rest of the year money now is the exception. So consistent income is my bubble, but money Uh now is a program within consistent income now. Okay. So I might promote that section of learning, but that doesn't mean I'm selling something different. Gotcha. Or I might promote that there's a a four-month rotation, or I might promote that you can learn who your ideal art buyer is, or I might promote that like all these different pieces of the same puzzle. Okay. Okay. I think I was just getting hung up on how I'm on the, the details, I guess. Yeah. Which is easy to do, but I also want to make sure I'm answering your question. Yes. And, and I guess to just kind of my takeaway is I, I can use it's all my collection and it's all my window display, but I can take these old pieces, these older pieces, and I can, I can really focus on selling those and still promote the paintings that I've got at the gallery. I don't have to actively sell those paintings per se. I can just promote them as part of my window display. Is that what you're trying to say? One thought for you is that um, from, and this is not how you have to do it. This is just an idea for you. Front-facing, you are promoting what is at the gallery, full price, um, like your newest stuff, which are the most proudest of 
Okay. <laughs> and then when people show interest in that and they're like, oh, I just can't afford it. You like have offered them a payment plan. You've talked through it. And you just, they're like at the point where, oh, dang it. I want one, but I can't. Uh-huh. Then we've got this backlog of work that you're like, hey, just so you know, I have this other stuff that's very similar. I'm also very proud of it, but it's from 2019. And so I'd be willing to like go down in price for you on this collection. Do you have any interest in looking at it? So it's like your downsell okay. from the, the thing that you are showing the most of. Okay. I like it. That's very Okay. Nice. Thank you. Good. I'm glad. You're welcome. Well, Megan, speak up, lady. Hi. Um, I have a lot of little paper products, like greeting cards. Um, and so it takes a lot of them to come up with mm. $200, $250, right? It's 45 greeting right. cards. <laughs> sure. um, I have the, the centerpieces, like there's eight panels and you can put photos and things up, but they're more cuts. I have off the shelf ones, but I always thought the custom ones would kind of take off. And I didn't really, and I don't know why I don't really have data. I, I don't have enough data. I don't have enough people enough. I, the people who buy them love them. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think looking at the list, I started generating of people. Those wouldn't be the people I would sell that to. Cause they're not getting married. Right. And it wasn't actually for wedding. Like someone approached me, somebody found me on Google. I was really impressed. <laughs> um, and they used it as their gala fundraiser I made a different size mm -hmm. for them and this organization has branches um other places in the country but then it'd be a cold it's not like a lead a warm lead yeah but I did it before last like, kind year because okay. it's like you you've got that connection with someone so it's mm -hmm. not it's not so cold for you to go, hey, for Branch San Francisco, I did this and I just okay. wanted to throw out that I have this capability and I really enjoyed working with them. And so if you ever have any events coming up that you would like something like this for, I'd be happy to make it for you. Granted, they haven't said, yes, I want it. Right. And we have an event coming up. But I would not not do that okay. <laughs> either way. Well, I, I can go in 300 different directions and I'm good at that. And so where should I spend my time to yes. make um, a difference? So because, uh, how do I, how do I want to say this? You seem to like the custom centerpieces. I rem I think it was like two years ago, you reached out to me and you were like, I have these centerpieces. And I was like, that's so cool. Um, and I had that reaction to them and people who've bought them have had that reaction to them. Does it fit all the criteria? You do have to make it, but it's a commission. So you don't have to pre-make it. 
you have the positive feelings about it, you've experienced interest in it, people have bought it. I would say that because you could sell, even if this company is like, or some some company anywhere is like, mm-hmm. I want two, that's probably a hundred greeting cards or some right. version of that. I personally would rather spend my time selling two things than a hundred things. Even if a hundred is easier. And I don't necessarily know that it would be. It's not. <laughs> um, so that is where I would go with it. And even if you are reaching out to quote unquote cold leads, but The, the best way for you to start with that is for you to find people who know people who can mm. introduce you. So you can say, hey, Olivia, do you know anyone who um, runs galas every, like if, if you were to pick away, would it be a gala? Would it be a wedding? Would it be a like, let's make one ask for you. And so that you're not trying to go a million different directions. What would that be? What would the event of your dreams be? The gala was a lot easier to do because they even provided the artwork they wanted on it and it didn't go back and forth. Sometimes with the weddings, it's someone else purchasing it for the couple and it's too many decision makers that I don't talk directly to. Well, and at the same time, weddings tend to be very seasonal. And Mm -hmm. so, and not necessarily people get married all the time, but I feel like things like events, gals, fundraisers, that kind of vein Mm -hmm. happens all the time. So you could be looking for, do you know anyone who's doing a fundraiser soon, a gala soon? Like that is, they're different words, but it's the same thing that might have a need for something like this. You, okay. the, your list that you've made, you can make that ask of them. That's true. I can't, I can't exclude. I have no idea what, who they know or what they know about. Exactly. I can't say they wouldn't know someone planning that. So okay. come up with a really specific ask. I am looking for companies who... XYZ, the more specific, the better, because if you just say, do you know any organizations and people and things, they're going to go, but if you say, do you know anyone who runs a charity who might be putting on a fundraiser soon? They go, well, actually I do, or no, I don't. And that's okay too. No's are fine. But if let's say you have 50 people on that list and none of them are doing charity organizations that's fine because you can still say can I ask a favor and then this is not money now curriculum but like give them back something a little bit like Mm -hmm. whatever that is whatever your love language is like give them a compliment or like figure out a way to make their day or something if they help you out and even if they don't even if they're like I wish I did but I couldn't like something nice doesn't have to be anything big send them a card (laughs) (laughs) that I can do yeah there you go okay thank you uh did that answer your question it did I just needed a 
con confirmation on the direction I was kind of leaning toward and unsure yeah. of because I've thrown spaghetti at the wall a lot. So, <laughs> right. But I'll try uh, it. When I, I think you you may be and probably are familiar with me saying this over and over and over and over, but solve the first problem first. And if you know that that feels like a good direction, throw all the like throw the whole dang pot of spaghetti at the wall. <laughs> And then if it doesn't stick after that, then you move on. But at least you like gave it everything and you know for sure. Okay, great. Yeah, cool. All right, does anybody else have questions about what they're selling? Natalie? Natalie? <laughs> yes, I, my, my question is a bit similar to Mindy's, but not exactly the same. So I have two events coming up and one is more consistent income and one is more money now. And I'm a bit confused. I want a bit of a strategy for the next months leading up mm -hmm. to them for my marketing communication for the, the, the money now. Thing the Excuse me? What are the dates? Um, well, the exhibition is um, complete month of April. Mm -hmm. and that's uh, more of a consistent income thing, right? I think she's doing a like forty portraits in a library. Yes, to make that a short answer. And then for the money now, you are doing an auction, or not necessarily an auction, but a, a studio. Come sale, visit my one. studio. I'm moving yeah. sale. And that'll be the 5th of March. So that's okay. sooner. Yeah. But I don't want to wait until after the, um, the studio, sale, studio sale before I'll, I communic start communicating about the exhibition. And also for the exhibition, I think, I don't know, I'm confused for the studio sale i want to communicate more directly to people mm -hmm. also a bit of social media and for the so for if the you were looking at the know. two yes first of all <clears throat> which one solves the problem that needs to be solved first the most is it publicity or is it I, I, I agree and so I would lean toward that being the majority of the marketing one way that I handle that sometimes if I'm like really need to promote two things at the same time is kind of choosing two different communication methods so like you said one yeah. of them is more I want to directly communicate that I'm having the studio sale, but I also want to talk about it on social media in case someone I don't know becomes yeah. a new lead that I can invite, right? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> that way you can do mostly in-person communication with a little bit of social media. Another way that you could do it is um, in my posts, I'm talking about one and in my stories, I'm talking about the other, depending on where the majority of your people see 
your stuff, if you get more people viewing your posts or your reels or your videos or whatever you're doing versus the amount of people seeing your stories, then whichever one's going to give you the most bang for your buck goes into the bigger one and the smaller bang for your buck goes into the little one. Yeah. Um, it could be like a 75-25. So 75% of my posts are about the studio sale and 25% are, and in April, I'm doing this. So there's lots of different ways to do it. Is there one that feels better for you or a combination of the above? I feel like the studio sale needs the direct communication mostly, but I yes. don't want to shut up about it on my social media. So I, I like the idea of doing mostly direct communication and a little bit of posting but maybe i should do it in my stories okay here's another idea that came to me just now that i kind of like okay um we are both agreed direct communication is going to be our best method so that's that's set we don't need to touch that as for social media um, what you could do is, how many posts are we doing a week now? Three, four? Well, uh, two, three at least, three at least. I'm, I'm going up. Three at least. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So at least one a week from now until the studio sale about the studio sale thing. If you have any interest, let me know because I'm mostly um, giving people details behind the scenes. So if you want those, you need to raise your hand and tell me. And then we're gonna do a push of like the seven days before it, we're gonna do extra social media. And every day for seven days, we're gonna say on Saturday, I'm doing this. On Saturday, I'm doing this. Do you wanna know more about it? Do you wanna come? On Saturday, I'm doing this. Here's the things that I'm doing. Here's the 60 pieces that I have. Like, you don't have to show all 60, but like, mm -hmm. yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, uh, full on, do an email about it, do stories about it for that seven days before, have a couple leading up to that. That way it's front of mind when it, you're really promoting it the most. I see a lot of confused looking faces, so I want to touch on that. <laughs> Did that... Does that feel good to you? That feels good concerning the studio sale. And do I wait? wait. You can talk about the other one because that's kind of the main thing you're working on because that's where all your art making is going. Yeah. So the one, one post a week is about the studio sale and you can do two about the other one. Okay, thank you. Or about the art you're making. It doesn't necessarily have to be about the event yet, but here's what I'm mm -hmm. making. Here's what I'm making. Here's what I'm making. Okay, thank you. Does that you. feel like a good balance? Yes, it does. Okay, good. Um, real quickly, I want to move on to a different topic, but does anybody have any questions about what I just said? Because some people looked confused. Clementine, you were one of the people who looked confused. <laughs> I, um, it's not what you said that was confusing to me actually 
it's more um, this Instagram thing. I I don't get stories. I just don't get them. So, um, like you don't use them, or you don't understand how to use them. What do you mean by that? All of it. <laughs> it's like I I don't see the difference between doing a story and doing a post. Mm. Apart from Different the fact people... that the story is going to be there for twenty four hours, obviously not longer, but I can even save it. So. I, I don't see how I get a different uh, audience for each of those things. Well, different you, your followers are the same, but different people interact with Instagram differently. So some people go on there and they like to scroll through posts. Some people like to go on there and scroll through stories. Some people, the algorithm only shows them reels because that's all they like to consume and they just swipe everything else away. And so it just, even within your Instagram audience, you have all these like little mini bubbles of audiences. And that, please do not take that to mean now I have to show up everywhere and do all the things. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying there's different ways to use your audience within that bubble. Okay, thank you. I'm okay. not going to do welcome. more stories because my followers are all fellow artists anyway. So, <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know about that. And artists by art, but we'll limiting belief stuff later okay. <laughs> thank you you're welcome lexi super quick question related yeah. to stories um when you're posting your content that's not about your art but like your other um topics that um sorry <laughs> go with it <laughs> um, is your question how to segment them out <laughs> okay, you want to ask it in a minute? Okay. All right, moving on to starting your list or creating your list or using your list. Does anybody have any questions about the list? Laura, why don't you go first? Hi, so as I'm building on my list by like going to more events and asking people I already know if there are like-minded women that I can meet, you know, obviously that's not going to all happen tomorrow. It's going to take sure. a little bit of time to expand my network a bit. So I don't know if it's a limiting belief to think, well, I can't have money now because mm. I haven't expanded my network enough yet. I'd love your perspective on that. Yes, I would be happy to. <laughs> Where do I start? Um, so I'm using you particularly as the example here, but the thing that you are selling we, I don't remember, let's say it was December. In December, we worked on creating a repeatable process for you, right? And so you start at the beginning with people who I think they're like-minded. I'd like to have coffee with them. And two months, one, one to two months before you landed most of those sales, right? Yes. Okay, so there is this 
thing that I cannot think of the term for at the moment, but essentially what it is, is like a, when you, when you start doing a process like this and you get pretty consistent results, you can see, okay, from having coffee to purchase is about a two month time span. So even if it's not money now, you know, in two months, I can turn, if I have, if I start this process with 10 people, I can end up with five sales in the next two months. Is that right in between in time for your next February 11th commission? Probably not. So that's a, that's a little bit different tactic than before, or than what we just discussed. Am I, we, we talk about a lot of this stuff in our office hours. So if anyone is not following what I'm talking about, just ask questions. But so Laura, the last time we talked, we mentioned how to fill up your pipeline with more of those leads, which is what you're talking about right now. But also in looking at the people that you already have around you, we talked about Galentine's Day, right, Casey? Is that what we did? Galentine's and Valentine's Day. Um, and just asking the people around you, what was the, how did I say the question before? I don't know if this is for you, but, which is where we were looking for either consent to buy or referrals. And referrals are, usually pretty warm leads. So sometimes that can even shorten that two months into in time for February 11th. So where I'm at with that is the ladies that I would ask, I mean, I just had this conversation with them in the past month or so. So I don't wanna bug anyone. Okay, just, so you've, you've already had a conversation with the people that you think might want to buy. Well, not about the Valentine's Day thing. Right. But just in general about inner goddess portrait commissions. Did any of them say yes, but, and then there was like some blah, 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 that happened, whatever in between? Or yes. were they all like, oh, not right now, but thank you. Um, there was... One yes, comma, but that comes to mind. Um, my friend Kara, she, you know, loves the concept, the idea. It's not in her budget. Um, but I know that she is connected to a community of women that are like-minded. She leads this dance class that I'm actually going to be attending next week. It's called Koya, and it is all about self-love and self-empowerment, which is hello, like check, check all the things that I'm about. Right. Um, so that's where I left off with the yes, but person in my circle. Gotcha. Um, this is a little bit hard to do when limiting beliefs get in the way, but I'm going to ask you to do it anyway. And I want you to ask yourself, do I think if I offered it to her as a special, whatever the special might be, maybe it's 
hey, I know that you said this wasn't in your budget right now, but um, I have one spot coming up for Galentine's Day and I'm just curious and it's okay if, if it's a no, but would you be interested in like a really extended payment plan? Because I really want you to have it. And if not, that's okay. I'm perfectly happy to go out and sell it to someone else, but I really felt that connection with you. And I'm, I want you to have the first spot if you want it. Hmm. What would you, how would you feel about saying something like that? Well, that would be an interesting approach. Um, the other possibility I was considering was because she posed for me at my holiday art soiree. Mm -hmm. So I have her pictures and we discussed the ones that she loves. So I could potentially do what I did with my friend um, in the fall, which yeah. was I just painted her and she purchased that and it was a lower price because it wasn't a commission. Um, so it wasn't as involved. So she purchased that, shared it with her friends and they were like, oh, I want one, I want one, I want one. So I found it really helpful to have that work of art painted that they could show their friends. Yeah. I think that that's a great idea. So here's, here's how I look at it. If I need to sell a spot to a client and let's say that client would have had a Wednesday time slot and Tuesday comes and goes, and I have not sold that Wednesday time slot, I'm going to do whatever I think might bring me somebody for the next Wednesday. So even if it's not the thing I've defined as I want to do it exactly like this, and I want to sell it for $300, and I want it to come to me in one payment, and i like, how can I, even if I don't sell that slot like how can I use that time to potentially sell my next slot mm -hmm. so what you're describing to me is you going ahead and making a commission anyway and whether or because I mean the time's going to come and go mm -hmm. so if you don't sell something before that time slot go ahead and make that and even if she doesn't buy it she can still share it with her friends who might sell your next commission spot. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That fits in with what I had in mind. So yeah, I like that. Um, also, I really want you to look at your, you know what I want you to do? I want you to go to, in the consistent income for artists curriculum, there is like four videos in there and one says something like continue finding more ideal art buyers it's not very long i'd like you to watch that and just use it to have you ever watched it before even if you oh. watch it again because it might just open your eyes a little bit to who you actually do have around you that you don't realize that you have around you okay So is money now, are these recordings going to be in the private podcast feed? Actually, Julie asked me the other day, do you want these in the private podcast feed? And I said, 
actually, that's a great idea. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So she said she was working on that. Yes. Awesome. Cause I definitely want to re-listen to all of this golden content. <laughs> Good. Um, I'm going to get off track real quick and tell you guys that uh, I've been doing a lot of learning lately, but the way I've been doing it a little bit differently and like I'll listen to one video and then I'll find ways to dive deeper into that. So like the last thing that I did was a video about how you should use your strengths. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And I'd watched that video probably two or three times before, to be honest, and gone, yeah, that makes sense, but then done nothing with it. This time I was like, you know what? I'm getting something out of this, dang it. And so what I, she mentioned a couple little resources. So I'm like, I'm gonna take that resource I'm going to go watch that resource because it's related. It's still the same idea. And then once I did that resource, which was the strengths finder test, once I looked at the strengths finder test, I was like, I don't really know what that means. So then I Googled, what is this number one strength that I have? And I Googled videos about what does this strength mean and how do I use it? And I just like followed the rabbit hole down this one idea and by golly, it made all the difference. <laughs> I fully understand my strengths now, as opposed to before where I'm like, oh, I don't really know what they are, but I'll think about it. And then moving on and watching the next thing. So like, you don't have to do this, but advice, dive deep. It'll sink in better. You'll get way more out of it. Yes. And take action as you go. Not just the learning, but like I learned something, I take an action to go with it. I learned something, I take an action to go with it. Yeah, enough of that side note. Um, other questions on lists? Anybody else? Oh, Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, so I started my list, and I, I've got ten people on it which took me about two hours. <laughs> how did you find those 10 people? Or how did you decide those 10 Well, people? I did what you said and went through my, my DMs on Instagram mm -hmm. and going, just scrolling back through. And I, and I was quite surprised actually at the people that were in there that were quite interesting um, who were communicating with me and saying they like my work and I'll let me know when... Uh, you've got work ready for, you know, your work's ready because it wasn't ready back then. Right. So, um, so I'm quite pleased I've got the 10, but it was quite hard work. <laughs> I thought, oh my Let me, <laughs> I, I want to stop real quick because I think what I heard was I have 10 possible leads, not I have yeah. 10 ideal art buyers. Well, I don't know. Do you understand I, the difference? Uh, well, I suppose they, you know, they just seemed interested to see what I, what I was doing. So, but I don't really know why, I suppose. Um, <laughs> if not hard leads, I'd at least consider them soft leads. Yes. Well, I am because that's my 10. Okay. You know. So ideal art buyers are not necessarily the same thing. Ideal mm -hmm. art buyers are people who are in your orbit. Mm. who have one of those three connection points, whether it's with you, whether it's with the things that you care about, like Laura was just describing, 
um, yeah. a couple of values of a dance class that she was like, check and check and check. Those were my people. Yeah. Um, whether it's about sometimes this, this one, I think is either the easiest or the hardest depending. Um, but maybe it's about your subject matter or your style. It could be a, actually one of your easier ones, but hmm. when you think about those three circles, yeah, fill in the circles, not necessarily with names, but with communities. So like under the you, you're going to put people you went, or you're going to put the school you went to, the job you had, the uh yeah fair you were a part of the group you attended the all like all those kinds of things yeah okay yeah um, under your subject like you mentioned a couple of charities that you were interested in that had some of those ideas the same as you um under your message or your essence like what are the values behind it like i remember that you used to do costume design and like some of mm -hmm. Some of those people could go up here. Um, yeah. Things that you have in common with people. So if you have coffee and a croissant with someone every day because you love people watching and people watching somehow translates to your art, that goes, it doesn't matter which circle it goes in. Any of the circles, if they fit in any of the circles, list yeah. the groups of people. Mm -hmm. And then think about each group. So under the groups, the people you used to work with, who in that job did you mm. like? Mm. Okay. So you're well, looking at a combination list. of who might connect with you and who do you like? Who would you not mind striking yeah. up a relationship or back up a relationship or going a little bit deeper with? that sweet spot right there that is an ideal art buy okay and then so, I put them on the list and I put them as as an ideal art buyer do you think then that would be the category yes, yes. okay all um, right well I don't do that again that so yes. if you remember when I was talking to Megan she was saying well none of these people on my list are the people who are going to buy the thing that I'm selling because they're not putting on events that may be true. That's not a limiting belief necessarily. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that could be a, a real thing. But she now has this list of people who she is willing to um, like care about. Like you, you guys have this mutual relationship that you're going to start where you, it's okay for you to ask them, hey, do you know anyone who? Or um, I don't know if you have any interest, but I started this new venture and my art and i just want to share it with as many people as possible like yeah, you okay. get to that's go to them to and tell what them yeah that's a good thing to say because <clears throat> i'm thinking some of these people you know i haven't spoken to them for a few years really some yeah. some people for example from the costume design world and probably haven't really contacted them for for quite a while so just not, okay so for you your homework <laughs> yeah there's a video also inside consistent income for artist curriculum that says how do yeah. i talk it's either how do i talk about my art or how do i talk about what do i do hmm. and there's a couple of different ways that you can talk about it very naturally where you're not feeling 
salesy about it. You're just reopening the door with them. Yeah. So okay. I would yeah. like you to watch that. That feels better. Yeah. Because I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable with the sort of money now uh, mindset, because especially because um, I've just had a whole year completely away from it all. So, because yeah. uh, I was looking after my dad. So I, I kind of, to come back in and be away and and suddenly sort of start trying to to sell feels a little bit uncomfortable but I can definitely start reconnecting with people also remember this is for everybody (laughs) selling is not what the way that we are selling Mm. is not the way that the world sells yeah we are selling differently yeah three things maybe i've said this maybe i haven't selling is about informing so Mm -hmm. we're letting people know what we're up to Mm -hmm. connecting or reconnecting and helping so if they decide or if they say i want something but we're going to help them get it if we can so it's just three things and none of that is pushy tactics no okay yeah, but they have to know what we're doing, or they're not going to buy it. Yeah, no, I think I can, I can do that. And then, if people say, "Ooh, that's really cool," tell me more. Then you go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, which could lead to, well, how do I buy one? And then you're like, well, let me tell you. Yeah. Hopefully, I know. <laughs> and if I don't, I'm going to figure it out. Hope so. And I do have one more, one, one more uh, question, please. Um, so one of my actions and one of the things I put on the list was this um, place near where I live. It's a chateau and it's, uh, it's really, really beautiful. And the style, uh, there, it's a restaurant. They just opened it. But when I looked at the inside of it all um, online, it looks like the perfect walls for my art. It's so, her style is so much like mine and it's just open so tomorrow so it's on my action list so um tomorrow my we're going there for for lunch so um i'm just wondering you know what what how do i do do? that like like should i actually should i just go there and just look at it or i don't know what to do like what should i try and speak to the the person so if it were me yeah. I like to use my my Instagram stories. That's kind of my like hmm. my in with people is um I would go there, I would have lunch, I would take a picture of it, I would take yeah. a picture of their decorations, I would rave about how good it is. Hopefully it is good, because otherwise you can't say that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it certainly like, looks beautiful. Essentially, like give them some free promotion and say, This is amazing. Yeah. I love the art. Uh, and then that's like a what I call a conversation starter and then yeah. you go back in later and say I had lunch here a little while ago and it was so amazing and I love your decorations and um, I'm also an artist and I, I don't again I don't know if this is for you or if you would have any interest but um, I really feel like my art belongs here would you ever have any interest in doing a solo or like some sort of um, mini collaboration where 
I lend you my artwork for your walls or anything along those lines. And here's why I think that we're so similar, the things we have in common, the connections, all of that. Okay, yeah, all right. Because at that point, if she just opened a business, she's probably paying attention to any publicity she's getting online. Even if she doesn't respond, she probably will already have seen your artwork. Mm. So it's just That's a good little, exciting. yeah. Yeah. And don't put all your eggs in that. Like go look around for 10 more places like that and do the same thing. Yeah. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Hey, we're staying like 30 minute on the dot schedule for switching topics. That's kind of cool. Look at this go. Um, so action plan questions. Who's got questions about their action plan? Anybody? Did I mention this was an hour and a half call? So we've got 30 more minutes. And if you need to go, you are welcome to go, but just update. Jessica, I just joined in, so I don't know what I missed, but um, I guess my question about the action plan is for like, ideally, how many people would I be reaching out to like per week? So for people who are selling well, like, cause I don't want to overextend myself, but um, I feel like I'm yeah. I've been kind of slow going, getting some things taken care of and moving on to the next step. So look at... <clears throat> Do, 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 do. Where is it? Okay, so the step one is to know your number, right? What do you need to make? Is it a need or is it a want? For you Are you asking one. me? Yeah. Oh, um, it's a want. Okay, so if it's a want, what we're gonna do is, I say this because this is what works for me. And if you find that the opposite works for you, that's fine too. But what I like to do is set that lowest threshold of, like for example, I wanna sell one piece. I don't know what your pieces are selling for, but let's say one piece. What are you, what, what would you say an average price is? Uh, for a medium piece, they're priced at 425. I think I knew that. So, um, so if we sold one for 25, instead of setting our goal at like, I want to make $3,000 and then you sell two or three and you're like, well, I didn't hit $3,000. So I failed. Like that's how I tend to be. Anyone <laughs> else? <laughs> yes. So instead it's, I'm going to sell one. I am going to put all my energy and all my effort. And I'm going to sell that one. Dang it. So the one will help us build that confidence and belief. And then we're gonna build in a reward after we get that one. And then we're gonna set that same number again and repeat. So our goal is to make $425. So where do you feel fall, excuse me, on that immediate need slash desire scale? So it's not a need, it's a desire, but like how strong is that desire to make $425? Be realistic. Let me know. I actually am asking. Oh, okay. Um, well, I did have one sale this month. So sort of 
my goal. So you have my goal for June. I'm sorry. So you've earned a day off already. So I'm on the day off. Yes, and I'm thinking for for <laughs> and next reward. No, we we don't even have to think next month. We can think. Well, I already hit my goal for January, but I want to sell another one. So now my goal is still four hundred and twenty-five dollars. So how big is that desire to make another four hundred and twenty-five dollars? It might not be very much because you've already hit your goal and you're like, I'm doing pretty good. Go me. Or it might be, I could really use that because I really want this thing. Where one to ten, where do you fall on that? Ten being, I need it, I want it. Yeah, I have to go get it. You know, I think right for right now, like this week, I'm kind of in the middle. It's more like a five. <laughs> a five. Okay. So what you could do is say, well, I'm a five, so I'm going to do five actions. That's one way you could go. Um, and these actions don't have to take very long. Like telling three people what you do could take 10 minutes, right? That's true. Um, so I don't, I decided not to give you guys a specific number of how many you need to do because it's based on how much do you need? How great is that desire? Because if the desire is not really there and I tell you to go do 10 action steps, you're not going to do it. So I'm helping you source your number from within. <laughs> so what do you think your number should be? Based on I'm a five, I've already hit my goal, but I could use some more money. How many action steps do you want to take? Let's say, I'm going to say daily, but when I say daily, I usually mean on the days you're working, not the days you're taking off. Realistically, probably one. I've got like two or three people I'd like to reach out to like the end of this week, beginning of next week. And that kind of sounds manageable because there'll be some conversation involved. Yeah, so, so do one. I think that works. There's no wrong answer here. The answer is the answer that you need. Okay, very intuitive. Hmm. <laughs> Just good and bad, but I tried <laughs> to give you some guidelines to at least be able to listen to that intuitive answer. Mm -hmm. So if you, let's say next week are like, well, now what, how many do I do? Go back to those notes, look at it again and decide what is my number this week? Okay. I've decided for myself and I just wrote an email about this. So I'm going to tell you guys first, but I decided for myself, even though I'm not in a need, like, like I've got my money to pay my people and I can pay my mortgage and I like, I pay my stuff right now. But if I do nothing between now and March or April, then come April, I'm going to be in trouble. So I don't want to wait till April. And I don't want to sit here and do a launch. I don't need a launch. So in between what I'm going to do is I've decided for my work days, I'm going to do three money now action steps per day to just keep me in that loop. So it's more of like a, even though they are money now actions, and I don't need money now. It's more like 
pre-creating money now for when I do need it in April. I'm just setting myself up to have less of the peak and the valley, more of that steady. I'm always reaching out to leads. I'm always trying to create new leads. Like I'm just doing a little bit, a little bit every day. I like that you can pace it towards your schedule a little bit too. Like, you know, if things yeah. are really busy yeah. or doing a lot of family stuff, you might do a little less, but then to just sort of have your list going. So the following week, you could do a little bit more. Exactly. And I had a coach a long time ago who said something along the lines of, where is it? I made a sticky note. Okay, it's so good. Oh, if you aren't hitting your revenue goals, it's because you aren't making that your priority. Which I was like, oh, at the time because I was not hitting my revenue goals. And I was like, you're right. I'm, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm like trying to do everything except sell to people. And so of course I'm not hitting my revenue goals. I haven't told anyone what I have for sale in months. Can't make money that way. So this little um, three a day kind of helps mitigate that a little bit. Because I do tend to do that. I'll go all into selling and then no selling. So I'm working on that. I got my own problems, people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, next question. Anybody? Anybody? No? Are we all done? Laura? So I wanted to ask about um communicating with our our leads our our network and how you've mentioned that you know in person is the best and then after that is video and then after that is voice and then after that is text very good um yeah so with some people i'm connected with them on instagram and so voice chatting feels kind of like natural and casual in that way but other people aren't as active on social media and, mm -hmm. you know, we'll text and that's how we'll make plans and stuff. And I've, I'm not able to see them in person. It feels kind of awkward to be like, I'm going to call this person and leave a voicemail. Like for whatever reason, that feels a lot more formal than like an Instagram message. Sure. Um, <clears throat> one, you kind of, you got to read the room, but also you have to be willing to stretch yourself a little bit because it's all we are always and I'm not saying you we every single person in this room is always going to default to what is the most comfortable unless they're actively deciding I'm going to stretch so in that instance um, I might even voice message them on text message and then if they're like, oh, I don't, I don't know, like you can send me pictures or like, you, like if you get into that conversation, it may be, would it be okay if I just FaceTime you? Cause that would be easier than this back and forth. Mm. And I'm not saying it has to get to that, but the reason why that scale is there is so we can know how is this connection going to be the strongest? I get text messages all the time that I just ignore because <laughs> I shouldn't admit that to you guys because they're text messages and I'm overwhelmed with communication coming in. And if I don't necessarily 
have anything to say back. I'm just like, uh-huh. I gotta go check my email and I gotta go check my Instagram and I gotta go check my Slack and I gotta check, I gotta check all the things. So text is not always, well, actually for me, when I get text, I do appreciate it because I can respond more quickly. But then I'm gonna send you a voice message back. I'm just talking out loud here. I'm trying to figure out what to say. Sometimes I like to talk through what my brain is telling me at the time. Um, wherever you communicate the most with that person most effectively, as of today, start there and see if you can move it up. So like if you start texting with someone and you're texting and then all of a sudden you're like, I hope it's okay, but I thought it'd be easier to send you a voice note about this next one, blah, 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 blah. Just see, like, I have a friend, not an art friend or artist or anything like that, just a friend. And we'll text back and forth, but I won't always be able to get back to her. But if she sends me a voice message, I'm like, oh, she actually needs something or really like wants to talk to me or wants to tell me something. And it feels like a little bit more special. And then if she calls me, I'm like, she's calling me. That's weird. I better pick up, I better see what she has to say. And then if she FaceTimes me, it's like another level. And then can we hang out? I need to talk or I want to talk. Like it just, it escalates depending on it's the same person. We're going to say the same thing. But depending on how we choose to communicate, that connection is stronger up the scale. That makes sense. Again, what was your first question? <laughs> Did I answer it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was just kind of a general question about communication. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Can I? Can I ask you a different question? And it's kind of more about mindset. Sure. Yeah. So there's something about saying that I have one spot available for Valentine's Day, for example, that makes me feel very vulnerable because if somebody sees me talking about that multiple times over the course of a week, they're going to be like, well, nobody She's wants not it. it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got that voice too. Um. Honestly, I wish I had a better answer for you here. But first of all, the thing that always makes me feel better is usually people didn't see it the first 18 times you said it. And then the second thing is, and I'm saying this to you and it sounds like harsh, but this is what I say to me, just get over it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because it's the truth. If we were just making up numbers and you were like, well, now I have three spots and I have one spot and I have 44 spots, like that's different. And we're not doing that because that's, that's not how we do things here, but you are just speaking facts and what people choose to think is whatever they choose to think. And you can't help it. Whether you say I've got one or I've got 10 or, um, I'm doing inner goddess portraits. Like people are gonna judge you for that. People are gonna judge you for 
um, having the name Laura Knopp, people are going to judge you for anything and everything they want to. And there's nothing you can do about that, except try to find the people around you who are going to love and support you and create your orbit of your ideal art buyers so that you feel comfortable putting yourself out there. That's been the biggest difference for me. I actually, I was thinking this morning and lying in bed about how I am much more myself in my online sphere and my marketing sphere than I am even in real life. Because I've taken the time to, I've taken six years to curate the people around me where I know if they don't like what I'm saying, they're just gonna hit unfollow or unsubscribe or whatever. And they're just gonna go away. But then the people who do resonate with what I'm saying, they're going to stick around and they're going to invite their friends. And it's going to like just become this stronger and stronger and stronger ball of the people I connect with. And while I love the people in my life, I wouldn't say things like use your intuition to figure out your numbers. Like they're not that kind of people. <laughs> and that's okay. I can love them for different reasons, but like, I wouldn't say that around them because I would feel like I would be judged by that. So curating the people around you to the best extent that you can, and then being okay with whatever they think about you from them. Is that helpful at all? Yes, that's very helpful. And it helps. To I, wasn't, I really wasn't trying to be like, just get over it, Laura. That's not what I meant. <laughs> no, it's just helpful to know that I'm not alone in that thought. Yeah. Um, but really, 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 between the two of those, they probably didn't see it in the first place. They probably didn't notice enough to care, even if they did. They're not thinking about you. They're not thinking, oh, she had two spots and now she only, now she has three. And oh my goodness, she's failing. Like, that's not a thing that's going through their head. What's going through their head is, oh my goodness, I have to get my kid by 12.30 and I still have to write this thing and then I have to like work out and I didn't even shower today. And what are people gonna think about my hair? That's what's going through their head. Oh, helpful, not helpful, I don't know. But. Yes, yes, that is helpful. <laughs> A good reminder. Cool. <laughs> oh, Casey, what's up, girlie? Um, okay, so... I don't, I'm sure you can find a way to make this fit within what we're talking Go about. Um, I am in this awkward situation, which is making me feel sick. I, uh, last winter, somebody bought a, a study I had done um, of, a, of, of a famous piece of art, um, bought it. It was just a study, so it was $75. Um, and then she found, I didn't, it was part of something I had been doing. So I didn't know anything about the artist. Um, and she found out that he was like a huge anti-Semite. So she thankfully contacted me and, and she's Jewish. And she said, um, I don't want this in my house. Can I, I'm really sorry. Can I return it? And maybe someday I'll buy another study or something. And I said, that's great. No problem. So she returned it. I ate the cost of the credit card and everything no problem she's a she lives in my neighborhood 
Um, she has subsequently won a, like my, one of my, I did a giveaway and she won like a huge print. So she recently contacted me saying, I found a piece I'd like you to do a study of for my daughter. And I said, great. I told her recently I had time. I told her, um, I would charge her $150 for an eight by 10, which is like approximately one to 150 less than I charge currently for an eight by eight by 10, because I am now fully in, you know, invested in my business. And yeah, at that time you weren't right. Um, and I was probably way undercharging anyway. So she's like, well, I have the receipt from last year and it was $80. She doesn't remember that you returned it, the money. Is that it? No, no, she remembers that I returned it. Maybe she doesn't. Um, no, she's trying to get me to do, do it for $80. A commission basically for $80. And um, I feel like she's being really rude um, and putting me on the spot. I mean, she's asked me to like lead her Girl Scout troop and art things, which I just couldn't do. But like, she has asked a lot of me already and I so I responded finally and I just said look I I'll do it for a hundred because it shouldn't it's I think it'll just be like a quick watercolor thing it's not but I really don't know how long it will take um but I feel crappy I feel devalued I feel like I I um and I as part of it I said like I'm trying really my my painting time is limited I'm trying really hard to have my business in the black and I can't do it for Mm -hmm. less than a hundred um, but even that feels like just you're justifying your, yeah. So, okay. Rewind a sec. What would you have liked to say to her if you weren't afraid of what she would think or repercussions or whatever? Uh, I won't say out loud. Um, I, no, I, I would like to say, um, and I did say my work was underpriced at that point. I did tell her what I charge now. I would like to say, like, I can, I cannot afford to paint for this price anymore because I need to be making other things. So it might be too late to go back on that since you just told her you would do it for 100 yes, that's but, like, but this is a is a learning opportunity yeah, that's why i'm bringing it up i need better mm-hmm. language or just um i mean what you said wasn't far off except i wouldn't make it so much about i have to i need i can't i would make it more like um you know, I've recently hired a artist business coach. I've been growing my business. My time is getting more full. And I, I just, I only have the space for a couple of things. Like I've, I've taken most of my stuff off my plate. And the only things I'm doing now are X, Y, and Z. Um, now, that being said, a while ago, I did tell you that that I had the time and the space for it. And so I want to be able to honor that as much as I can. Here's what I can do, but I can't do that. 
and then let it be a yes or a no. And if she says, no, thank you, then you're like, okay, good, I'm out of it. And if she says, okay, I'll do it, then you feel a little bit better about it. Is that helpful? It's the big B word. Which boundaries, in case you thought I didn't get that. Um, which are not that easy to set initially. But once you do it once or twice, there's no going back. You're like, I, I can't let people railroad and tell me what I need to do and how much I need to do it for and when they need it by. Because you're going to feel crappy and all the other words you said. And you can't do good business from that place. What you can do is say, you know what? Um, here's, here's my situation and I can do this and I can't do that. And if you want it, great. Yeah, I think it was something that I had already painted and she was like, I, can you give it to me for that price? I'd be like, fine. But like actually commissioning me to do something original feels so rude to me. I like. And she honestly, I don't know this. She might be a rude person, but she probably doesn't know. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a thing. No, I, I think she's a nice person. Like I don't. And I, I think probably what I'm upset about is less about her and more about like I've fought really hard to kind of get to this place and to see myself, you know, to try to lean into yeah. being an artist and all this stuff. So it like triggers my own knee jerk response of like, please don't make me fight hard. <laughs> to tell I'm you smiling. Like justify myself. <clears throat> when you're fighting to get to that place and you decide, okay, here's where I am now. Here's where I'm going to be. Here's where I want to be. And I'm going to be there. What's going to happen is something's going to come in to be like, are you sure? And it's going to test. And it's like, you can pass the test and then yes, now I am here. Or you can fail the test and then you have to like work to get there again. This sounds, sounds very woo-woo, but it's, it's a thing. Like if you want something, when you're almost there, my word is universe, your word is God, but God is gonna go, are you sure that's what you want? Are you, are you willing to go all in for it? Are you, are you willing to show that you have value to yourself? And then you've got to pass the test. Yeah. That's the way I see it anymore. Anyway. Just because I want money now doesn't mean I have to act out of desperation. Exactly. Violate my boundaries. Yes. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Anybody else? We got just a couple more minutes. It's pretty much open Q and A at this point. <laughs> well, I have I some feeling. Go. Um, I I was it. Casey, were you the one that was sharing this? I was having. I was kind of framing the baby. I just wanted to say. Um, that I have been there many times. Um, and I do feel like almost every year it gets less and less. When I was first starting off, I felt like my first two years was like a constant battle of that. And it was like, 
I realized at some point it was up to me to fiercely protect what I knew I needed to do. And it, for me, it turned, I mean, it was funny. It was like, I always felt like people always found a way to cross boundaries. I was like shocked that I had to keep setting them in different ways. And it's like, but I, Jess is right. Like it's <laughs> like the setting them and believing in what you need to do is like, it's, it is hard. And I, and I heard, and I heard you talk about, it, I was like, Oh my God, like, I like am thinking that all these memories are rushing back of that same feeling. So I just wanted to say, like, I, I do think that most artists go through that and it's shitty and I don't think you should have to, but to hang in there and hopefully this relationship can like end as soon as it needs to. And then you can go on to people who value what you do. Cause yeah, I do feel like the default in our society is to not value what artists bring to the table, which is a shame. And I think it's also an opportunity for you to educate. Yeah, that's a good way to reframe it too, to like, okay, this is an opportunity to share and practice. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just wanted to give you a hug. <laughs> Thank you. I have a question, Jessica. Yes, <clears throat> Um, about the about the action list, actually. Sorry, I have a deadline. Coughed, yeah, and I have a deadline, so I have been painting while I was listening. I'm sorry. Um, the list, I can't remember. Um, so yeah, one thing, Casey, um, make a contract when you do commission. Everything has to be contract based, so that people will respect your time and the money, and um really easy quick and then send them this is a contract this is the commission contract and read it and sign it and i'll do it for you <laughs> and they will say oh yeah okay that's expensive i won't do it this time or oh this is great i will sign it and then you're and then you're on the road and then with no like further discussion make it clear like uh, i'll do uh two draft sketches after the final sketch no refunds nothing this is your art and then all that, I think you can find it on the internet, uh, how to make, how to write artist art contract, um, commission contract. It saves your soul. I've done that before. And yeah. I just want to interject with what she's saying. Don't worry too much about it being like legally binding and all the things. Like it's more like a agreement. If it goes to court over $80, like give her the $80. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like, I, this is like side swipe me. I recently like developed a contract because I like just sold a $7,000 painting. Like, I'm like, I don't want to spend my time. Yeah. I love people and I want to treat them well, but I also want to be treated well. So thank you. I will do that even if it's small from now on. Yeah, it's all business. Uh, so I made a list. There's one painting that I've been meaning to bring out. Um, it's not a commission. It's not a commission piece. I had this event where I was showing my work at a local brewery, and um, I was there on the weekend. It was a really awkward, awkward situation. So I brought my easel and the painting. I start painting there because I didn't want to stand right, you know, in front of people where people are just drinking, not paying attention. Mm -hmm art and but because I was in the brewery I decided to paint because what I do is now uh, what's on the table what's on a dinner table I focus on food and drinks and and I made a piece while I was there well I didn't finish it and the owner of the uh, brewery wanted to see how it would go 
he didn't promise that he will buy it, but I finished it anyway. And then I show it to him. He was like, oh, we're not in the financial uh, position right now to buy it from you, but you're welcome to bring it. And then um, we will have your work on the wall. So I have that conversation already. And uh, he is one of the co-founders. His son is basically running the whole business right now. So this is pretty simple. Like I just have to go talk to Matt, the owner, right? And then I say, yeah, I remember me, I finished this piece and I know some of that stuff already uh, in person. So they're really willing to bring art in the brewery. Uh, but Do you want to hang it there? If it, if that's the thing, right? I'd like people to see, because I know they're, this brewery is really loved by local people. Mm -hmm. the, the art scene is very weak where I live right now. Um, Vancouver is happening, but North Vancouver, just art is just a luxury or something that you have to be really into. So people who would come to this brewery, although they're a fan of this brewery, they only drink beer. They're not interested in art. That's just a complete different lifestyle. But I was informed that people love their brewery so much that they would buy t-shirts and hats and all that thing that has their logos on. And then some bands even make a t-shirt that says, I love you know, this name, the brewery beer, things like that. So there are fans of that brewery, but not necessarily art fans. So mm -hmm. am I bringing it? Because I have a feeling if it sells, it sells well. It's a $1,000 painting and uh people who love beer and it's just not beer beer painting it's pretty artistic i'm really proud of what i made um but what is your question my question is my question is should i expand my channel of sales for this particular painting or is it just a waste of time <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Um, like, are you asking, should I make hat or shirt of the painting or something like that? No, no, I will bring it to the brewery and how am I going to, it's more like I want to expand the channel of myself. So having my painting at the brewery, it will expose the painting to people, but not necessarily the people that I want to, that I want to see, to show. So do I do Instagram post again? I've already posted before. Shall I repeat it? Um, where else can I reach? Um, I'm thinking, so what are the channels? Thinking like, what are the funnels or whatever? Um, Let's simplify this. I think yeah. you're, you're putting too many factors in and it's like spinning. <laughs> yeah. um, first of all, you can expect that I was going to say this already, probably. But if you've already said I'm hanging it up, okay, it's being hung up. I want you to put a price tag on it. Yeah. Because while 90% of the people in there may not be art buyers, there's probably at least 10% that are. Mm -hmm. Just because a general population, right. Right. you assume, does not buy art. Yeah. That's, that's not a great way to go about it. It's mm -hmm. more about how strong is the connection. And it sounds like they're super fans of this brewery. Mm -hmm. And you did you put the their logo on the glass or anything like that? No, I didn't. 
because I wanted to be. I might consider you know, that. You would consider that. I could okay. say like you know I would put the logos if you buy it or something. I want. Have you scanned it before? Yeah. So you could make prints or whatever, and uh, then put the logo on it and hang up the original there, so that if they're gonna buy a shirt or a t-shirt or a hat or something. I mean, yes. that's brilliant. That's another bit, but um, and then also, yeah, I think it's gonna sell. Like that's my that's my gut feeling is that it will sell. Mm. Whether it's to the brewery owner, I would make a contract with them, like you said. It says um, I will have this here for eight weeks, twelve weeks, and then I get it back. Mm. So that that puts some urgency on them. If they want to buy it, they better start making payments on it. Right. And otherwise, someone else might buy it. Right. Also, you could offer them a payment plan. You, it's like it's there. If you want a thousand dollars for it, you say, "Give me two hundred bucks a month." They'd be idiots not to do it. Mm. Right. The custom painting of their brewery that I'm sure is gorgeous. That's a good idea. And then you can also, at some point in the future, if you want to have prints of it that maybe you could offer for sale for their customers. Right. I have another person who, I need to reach out to her. I haven't talked to her in a while. Mm -hmm. um, she's someone I would consider an ideal art buyer for myself. So I'm like, I'm gonna work with you someday. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten there yet, but she would do paintings of different breweries, like illustrations. And yeah. sell them to the customers mm. through her Instagram account. Mm -hmm. And she did pretty well with that. Mm. It was her passion, but like she almost couldn't let it go because she like she made so much money off of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that idea of uh logo on their glass because they do have their logo on their glass, but sell them as prints because that then the customers who come there will have a piece of their favorite brewery at a reasonable price have the logo on the glass that sounds amazing yeah yeah i might not actually i might not put um a logo on the originals just yet but i have it on the wall on their wall i have a i have a, a friend who's a printer he he and i collaborated before and what i did was a special embellishment later so I have a print and i will add uh, embellishment later on the print so that will increase the value of it too as well. So I might do that because um, it sounds amazing. You can even put other logos on that glass. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that this sounds. All right. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Feels good. Okay. Right. Um, we are a little bit over, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap up, even though that was lovely and very fun to do. So thank you for letting me do that. Um, so we're going to do another Q&A next week, unless. I hear from a lot of people, hey, I don't have any questions. I just want to learn more things. But remember, at the in the middle somewhere, I said, here's the best way to learn. Re-listen to it. Go deeper. Go watch the other video that was recommended. Like, see where you can dive deep into the topic and start taking the action steps on it. And if you do that, more questions will come. You will gain way more insight, way more clarity. Uh, like my goal for this by the end of this program is that you really understand how to make money now. So every time you're like, I need to make money now, 
you've got your action steps, you've already practiced them, you've already got your questions answered, you know what to do. I can't force you to go do the things, but I can encourage you to go do the things because you will get more out of this program if you do. So there's that, my little soapbox. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up. So, cause I have other things that I gotta get to and um, it was lovely talking to you all. And I hope you can come next week. Bye.